Hey, paisanos, welcome to the Super on Tooth Super Show. I love how quickly you just were able to slip into that character. It was instant. I, it's not that hard. <laughs> um, like, I don't, I don't know if an Italian accent is just extremely easy or if it's the way that Lou Albano talks. I think it's Lou Albano is just, like, like ingrained in the American consciousness uh, as the impression that every kid learns to do first. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, it's Partly because weird. of this, probably. Uh, yeah. So this is the On Two's podcast. Oh, right. I'm Adrian. I am Will. Nice. Yes, you are. And oh, this week, wasn't totally we sure. watched... Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know... Wait, have you been recording other podcasts? <gasps> no, I would never. What have you okay, heard? good. I, I mean, there were others before me, I know. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, we talk about cartoons on this podcast, and uh, this week the only monogamy we watched... I practice is podcast based. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, what did we watch this week? Uh, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. That's the one. Um, for those Which... of you who are unfamiliar, this is the one with the live action intro. <laughs> yeah, it it is also one of the first ones. Is this the first? No. Captain N had, like, some live action to it. Yeah. But that was basically just their, like, theme song. Right? It's weird. There's this connection between video game media and this, like, mix of live action and animation that seems to be more uh, more common, in at least with video game adaptations, than anything else. Yeah, it's also, I don't know, the thing that I was always thinking about with this was the banana splits. What? Oh, all right. You haven't seen the banana splits. Uh, all right. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to pause for just one second. What? <laughs> while I pull up the banana splits intro. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> the scale of it. Oh yeah. This is. God, we're gonna have to cover the show at some point because it's the same format like live action characters and then cutting back yeah live action characters and then they would cut to um it was like uh three musketeers and like some other thing wow yeah i think you get the (laughs) oh we got 30 seconds to go wow a minute 24 b-roll like yeah pretty well like running around Pretty well produced. Mm-hmm. But Oh yeah. Well and what the fuck? The Super Mario Brothers thing is the same thing. Yeah. Where yeah, they yeah. have like one set that's really nicely made. No, it is a it is a fucking classy set. And they um Yeah, it looks awesome. It looks awesome. It and also, all the like visual gags that are sort of incorporated into it are great. Uh I mean if this was a real apartment, it would be terrible. Oh, Because there's obviously. just, like, pizza sitting all over the goddamn place. Yeah, it would smell so fucking bad in there. <laughs> yeah, it would smell like absolute garbage. That's, like, that's one of the uh, things they don't the tell specific... you that's the best thing about animation, um, is that you don't have to smell it. Yeah, well, I mean, unless you're in an animation studio. We don't go um, there. 
No, we do. We don't make. We critique. Not anymore. (laughs) Um, yeah, it it made me think of the. um, Have we talked about the like super soakers on the show where they made the? There were like the the smell packets that you put in them. Oh, we haven't talked about it, but I am aware of them. Yeah. Oh, all right. So they had a pizza one. No. that smelled horrible, smelled and that was exactly rot. what I imagined that this entire set plate <laughs> smells like. Wet pizza. <laughs> Just disgusting. Saturated. Like, humid. The fakest pizza sound the, smell the, that you can imagine. With the, you know, the, the beautiful aroma of 90s Brooklyn <laughs> wafting in. Yeah. To uh, accentuate. They're, they're also... <laughs> God. In the background, they're also growing like peppers and tomatoes out of a bathtub. That probably smells the best out of anything. In yeah, this pro- envi- like that's the best idea that I that I see here. And also something that does totally just happen in Brooklyn, especially yeah. in the '90s. That's just like oh, probably urban agriculture, baby. We love that shit. You can, <laughs> uh, if you're lucky, your corner store sells the bathroom tomatoes that are produced by your block. And we, yeah, um, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that's like as good as it gets. I think I would consider buying a bathroom tomato. I don't, I don't, maybe a bathtub tomato, well, excuse me, not a bathroom tomato. Yeah, I was gonna things. say it's not grown in the bathroom. Yeah, I like, misspoke. that's that's gross. slander on your part. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, um, I would maybe be con- the most concerned about the water. I wonder what, what would be more, um, what would, what would contain more, um, heavy metals. A, a a tomato the, the bathroom tomato or the <laughs> the bathtub tomato because <laughs> you know you know there's lead in those walls it's hard to say i think this was before like hydroponics had really taken off yeah so they, they didn't have the like, sand bucket filter yeah well ostensibly what you would have there is just like a a bathtub full of hydroponic beads and you're just growing your stuff out the top of it mm-hmm and I don't know where their light's coming from. They don't have a good lighting setup here. Oh, those are the studio lights. Oh, all right. Those probably don't have the correct spectrum to grow tomatoes. No, probably not. They need a lot of light. Anyway, so, <laughs> yeah. Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Man. Has, they keep bringing in guests. Uh-huh. That have no like, correlation to the rest of the episode whatsoever. It feels like su- It feels like it was just a new york based show and they just got whoever they could exactly like like, i'm sure there's people who know who these people are you know what i mean like at the time i mean if you the first one's nicole eggert i don't know who that is i don't know what she was doing at the time but afterwards she was in baywatch okay um which i mean i only knew her name from baywatch so it it seemed fetishistic to me a little bit just like hey let's just cover you in pie and stuff yeah i mean the the beginning of this show i think this is the only thing i messaged you i like telling the listeners what we've talked about before the show and what we haven't so i'm always going to say what what we have because you know it's an improv podcast and i want i want the listeners to know this is the real deal um Mm-hmm. And uh, the only thing that I sent you before was that this was indistinguishable from a uh, a porn parody from the first maybe a minute and a half of this. Oh, definitely. Like it has yeah. that level of, you know, there is necessary writing here, but it is clearly with ulterior <laughs> motives. 
I I don't know if it's even I guess there's like will. ulterior motives in that. <laughs> like I don't know. There's there are a lot of tropes in here that tend to be in children's media that I think are just like mind worms that children have, like the whole uh like adopting another thing as your child and mm. like I don't know, they didn't get into health stuff i guess is one of the main <laughs> things that comes up in chill what i'm thinking of is like those uh the elsa from frozen flash right. games that are just like all over that are just like fix elsa's elsa's fucked up teeth and stuff like that right. stuff that's horrifying when looked at in an adult context but is like a, as, a, as a child is just weird fascinating child fascination yeah <laughs> yes things that are only weird because you have the context of reality that is formed over the the course of like becoming an adult and that only seems weird and fetishistic because it's like uh yeah ascribed and you have to like but like look at as, the a, as a kid as there's got to be some yeah like some fascination with it right that it's it's is... weird that makes sense it is weird, and it's also like I don't know. There, most of these things tend to deal with mortality in a certain way, right? Where it's like, oh well, your health, uh, you can die from that. A uh, baby's coming into the world, like that's you know, all all the, the all deeply strange seems... eldritch things that a, a young person needs to contend with. Obliquely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, like, I don't know, neither of us have kids, so I guess that's why we just don't, haven't put two and two together as far as, like, why are why are these the things that appear in children's media constantly? Well, and also, like, um, I feel like it was a little bit more diluted uh, when we were growing up. And this isn't, like, a, you know, the, oh, kids, yeah. the kids today are fucked up uh rant this is this is not that at all but like this you know, this is the marketing today is fucked up yeah rant. exactly and there's the thing that the internet does right is to take something that is is normally needs to be run through the process of media creation that is you know long and arduous and dilutes every single thing that it, it impacts which to some degree is like i think valuable <laughs> in this circumstance because like yeah uh, you know you it's it's the spider-man elsa youtube shit where it's like you know somebody looked at the, the pieces that make this up and are like i can get rid of everything else i can i can strip out every piece of context i can strip out the need for even like a storyline or representational characters that even exist in the same universe um or and, aren't and all we need is is like this the small things that children find fascinating a recognizable just get elsa 3D pregnant model. mess around with her feet yeah like and get the bonus of uh like the adults the the adult audience who is also looking for the extremely condensed version of whatever uh like fetishistic content they are trying to also sell it's a, yeah. a deeply strange overlap that comes from specificity in online content. Anyway, Super Mario so Brothers Super Show. Super Mario <laughs> Brothers Super Shows from 1989. Uh, this uh, Deke Entertainment. They did the yeah. um, the cartoon sections. Um, apparently, I'm try. I, I've 
tried to sort out how, uh, so Shucky Levy and Chaim Saban mm-hmm. are both on this, uh, which if, if people don't know Chaim Saban and I guess, uh, Shucky Levy, I don't know how long he's been involved Shucky. in the whole shebang. That's good enough. I don't know. I, I assume it's Shucky. Yeah. Shucky. Shucky sounds better to me. Yeah. But I'm not a hundred percent. Anyway. Shout uh, us out in the comments. They're when the we people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tell me how anti Semitic I am. Um, <laughs> let's. What? Uh, all right. I'm trying to run back through uh, his stuff. It doesn't look like Levy got involved in it for a little while. Hmm. Okay. So Saban is responsible for the Power Rangers. Yeah. That um, is, that is Saban the, Entertainment. The notable. Which. Thing. Yeah, I was trying to find out on this, like, is is this the same thing where they just had a Japanese cartoon and they made these live action wraparounds for it? But it doesn't seem to be that. It, it does seems... not, because the original production yeah. seems to be in English. Um, I would say it is animated and styled in like a, a very um, North American animation style with a few notable exceptions. Yeah. I mean, there are there are a lot of anime from this era that kind of look like this. Yeah, similar, but um, I don't know. There's there's something about the backgrounds and the way the backgrounds are painted. But mm. maybe maybe you're right. Maybe I'm just not thinking about um, the hand painted background style of animations that come from like you know the right before DBZ era or not right. DBZ, just Dragon Ball era of um anime like Rama yeah i think kind of has a lot of the time yeah is like yeah a bigger one just talking about like the well, use of this, color and uh, the framing of the, the well and this had a lower budget i would imagine than <laughs> i imagine like it the cart <laughs> the cartoon does not look high budget it does not it does look pretty good though i wasn't disappointed it looks fine with it. it was yeah. like it was like lively um is a way that i would describe it um, there's a ton of stuff that's off model. There's like a bunch of like I would consider oh, like quality issues. Um, but there's like heart here in a way that like made it fun to watch still. Yep. Uh did we did we want to recap this thing? Uh, I have a couple like all? notable things from some of the episodes. I don't know. I don't really remember the um, first episode at all, if I'm being honest. Let me see. First thing I wrote oh, down I remember is Birdo. you can always do an Italian accent. <laughs> Uh, second thing I wrote down is this looks like Pee Wee if he had a job. Uh, they really lean into the um astound the the stallion the uh, Italian stereotypes. Um, yeah, and they really only have two things the with these characters. Yeah, <laughs> they only have two things. It's Italian and plumber. They really have to stretch those as hard as they can. And Luigi's a coward. Those are those are the only character attributes that anybody in this oh, show sure. has. Oh, sure. Yeah, but it's it's just every joke is about pasta. <laughs> yeah, every single one. <laughs> like or, or about so wanting many. some kind of Italian flavor in a um, dairy treat. There's a lot oh, of like, yeah. what was it like? Oh man, they, they like pepperoni cheesecake. Kind of ill hearing about um, uh, garlic milkshake. Was that one of them? Fuck. Oh, mozzarella Ugh. milkshake. And then it was garlic ice cream. Yeah, that's all right. Eh. More tolerable. Still I, bad. I can, yeah, all right. I can 
I could get behind garlic ice cream. Yeah, savory-ish. Or like if there's like some kind of, I don't know, savory cone that mm-hmm. it goes in. Totally. Um, pepperoni cheesecake is one Real that... Real fucking nasty. He mentions and that's just like offhand that's just him saying <laughs> a pepperoni I could, cheesecake you know i could really go for a pepperoni cheesecake right all now and it's is just that like, he's just like what the f- <laughs> in the middle of some harrowing situation being arrested yeah. by the you know just like, fucking desert i cops. really wish i could just eat some garbage <laughs> <laughs> oh man um and that's his that's mario's whole character at least yeah um, he wants to eat trash Something else that I wrote down is that unlike <laughs> he's a plumber. Unlike Birdo, Birdo is a character, and and a kind of interesting character, uh, in the like very limited lore of the games. Um, but in uh-huh. in this, a Birdo is a maybe a force of nature or just a species of of creature, um, because yeah. it's referenced as like one of Birdo. many. Yeah, yeah, like that, that Birdo. Birdo. Uh huh. Also, this Birdo has the wettest lips. Yeah. And it's so upsetting. It's so upsetting. There's so the Birdo like picks up Toad and um thinks that uh yeah. it is. It is the just Birdo's like I'll give you some just... kisses. <laughs> and um they use this like awful opaque white to represent the saliva from the Birdo. Yeah. And it's deeply upsetting. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. And 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 made worse by the um perhaps unintentional perhaps intentional innuendo of the like of large parts in the episode yes it's oh god gnarly it's a bad combination i mean you you go from like that scene i i don't know if it cuts directly oh it's two scenes after is the one where uh coop is like i would tell you if i wanted to get my feet licked yes (laughs) i want to get my feet licked (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i forgot about that <laughs> um, king koopa bowser in this is just like a literal cry he looks more like king k rule than any rendition yeah. of bowser also also those has those like hair color. enemies oh yeah yeah everything's like it's 1989 so i I need to look up where this was in, in the Mario canon. The Mario the Mario, Mario video game canon. Because, yeah. like, I'm curious, yeah, if it falls under the... So, we we mentioned this in the last episode, but Nintendo was just, like, super loose with their IP during this time frame uh, in an attempt to cement their, um, their products as something that was r- r- relatable. And so they, you know, were standing up Nintendo America and, like, getting their shit inside of... Mm-hmm whatever content could be distributed to north americans um because is a you know the video game market in north america in uh the late 80s was huge um okay so this would have been around super mario brothers 3 that makes sense which i guess it explains all of the villains from mario brothers 2 that are in this does although i'm still not sure those like snow guys no like just white whatever the hell they are they're just like shy guys that have uh no they they reminded me of shy guys that don't have that instead of having a mask that is their face they just like don't have they just sweater cloak kind of eyeball things yeah they're they're i I was thinking of like booze with legs (laughs) yeah they're a little bit like that (laughs) yeah because they are referenced as like ghosts as being ghosts 
Anyway. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Birdo has Toad, uh, just feeding feeding him from a bottle. Yeah, it's nasty. Yeah, it's it it is it's... it falls under the dem. We don't have, we don't have to rehash it. It's exactly all the shit that we talked about in the beginning of the episode. Whereas a kid, it's like funny and not weird at all because it's like part of the you know very small context of life that you have and it's yeah. just like a normal uh, part of reality and something. Like, that you yeah, perceive. like some of the small numbers of things that have happened to you right. are getting fed from a bottle, right? Um, and so it's just kind of funny probably as a kid to like think back a couple of years or to the idea of a couple of years ago uh, but then in, as an adult like there yeah there is there is strangeness to the um to the to the to fetishistic the nature of it yeah, yeah yeah exactly um although i don't i don't know if like even an adult in 1989 would have been like oh this is weird fetish shit yeah it's but in in a modern context it's just like what the hell is this yeah it's and and i wonder how much of that is like internet brain rot is is the internet sort of um making you aware of like all all of the um, all of the eccentricities of human nature and uh uh sexual desire that have like become both very condensed and then uh shared like and then not shared but like leaking into other spaces um because the internet is the is what is what it is and so i wonder if like like you're saying it wouldn't actually be recognized as that weird it's only through processing it as somebody who's existed on the internet that you're like um yeah no somebody sure did that on purpose i mean it's (laughs) Maybe it's just the aging of media because there is also like, I don't know, one of the movies on the AFI top 100 uh, I watched a while ago. It's called The General and it's uh, Buster Keaton, if I remember correctly. Uh But anyway, uh, your hero is working for the Confederates and this is like post-Civil War. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just like. What the y'all. fuck's happening? Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yo, those ain't heroes. <laughs> well, and that's actually maybe a, a good example of, of like, um, this, that, that, that kind of media always has had an agenda, you know? I think it's, I think it's, um, to some degree, a mistake to assign naivete to, like, people creating media in years and oh, decades yeah. past, because all of this shit had an agenda. Like, you know, all of the, the filters and thoughts that have, that like go into creating today's media or like um, ulterior motives and agendas and um, uh, other things that people are trying to advance, not even in a, a conspiratorial or insidious way, just like, you know, advertising. and Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, post 1986, then they go real hard into advertising. Yeah. Totally. So. <laughs> the deregulation of the Nixon yep. era. Um, uh yeah totally totally changes what was possible um in broadcasting um yeah but, yeah and and before that you also sort of had to be insidious but then also just the nature of like um you know people who have the power to create media and who are in charge of writing scripts of shit um i do think use it as a vehicle for their um politely for would their say eccentricities um 
negatively would say, um, you know, uh, coercing other people who are um, able to produce media into um, producing like their fetishistic into content. Co- covering into... someone with cake because they like it. Exactly. You know, it's the whole, yeah. it's like Dan Schneider, iCarly shit. It's like, um, you know, Quentin Tarantino foot fetish. It's yeah. like all of this stuff is, you know, I even think, you know, I've heard people, I haven't watched the show, but I've heard people talking about um, uh, how weird it is to reflect on like the actual context of what the content is in euphoria and like um, oh sure you know that these yeah I, are... I also haven't watched that show it seemed like extremely not for me because it, it just seemed <laughs> yeah, like same. one of those <laughs> like those those shows that would be on mtv late night when i was a kid where i was like oh i'll watch this because maybe i'll see a boob yeah but n- then someone shows that fucking clip from the end where like someone gets swatted and they shotgun someone and oh it's just god. like what the what, the what is this show? I was not aware of that, but goddamn. Um, oh god, yeah, it's like dude. a one minute clip from the end, and god, it's just it's like awful. what the fuck is happening? Awful. Um, yeah, like of uh, all the things that I imagined that that show grotesque. was, it wasn't that clip. Jesus. Um, but anyway. Yeah, that that is exactly that is exactly the point of like, you know, there there are people involved in media creation who um have both stories that they want to tell and things that they are are want in media. And I think that the most like honest version of this honestly, cuz I've got a, a lot of friends who are artists and the big joke among artists is that the the joke/reality/like slash slash um honest Oh, is uh, how furries will pay you yes ungodly amounts of money to just draw someone stepping on their you know you know whatever yeah whatever their character yeah like whatever whatever they want their thing is yeah they will will pay for it and ask for it honestly um yeah which is like i (laughs) you know i have a lot of respect for that frankly in comparison to um this format but i think if we're being honest by comparison with Hey, let's get Nicole Eggert in here and we're going to like just fuck, flush a toilet in her face exactly. and cover her in dust and then uh, get her covered in cake because she's going to a sloppy party. Exactly. The thing that exists. Exactly. It's it's a hundred, but I'm a thousand percent convinced that they are the same thing, except yeah. one of them is like a little bit less obvious. One of them. Yeah. One of them is like. Hey, I have this money. I will give you this money to make this thing that I like. Yeah. And it's whereas so... this is like, let's get some producers to give us some money so that we can cover Nicole Eggert in cake. And it's so fucking weird to see it as a, a bookend to a Super Mario Brothers Super Show yes. animated series <laughs> yeah. with off model characters it's, participating yeah, it... in um uh genre escapades. <laughs> So anyway, then we get to the end where uh, fucking Lou, Lou Albano does this do the Mario. <laughs> do the Mario. Is, you swing your arms to the side. So, it's That's so it. funny how few <laughs> lyrics there are in this. And few dance moves. So, the Mario is just yeah. swinging your arms back Swing your forth. arms from side to side and then That's take it, right? one step and then again. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I missed the step part. Yeah. 
Yeah. God. <laughs> so your arms from side to side. I love the songs. Um. Well, yeah. It's. I can't remember if we talked about it in the beginning, but what we we very nearly. Um. I I you, almost had to write a rap, but yeah, I the, the I couldn't Mario get like rap. the the rhythm with because I I was thinking like oh I do it to the theme song that we've got. Because that would make more sense, be, yeah. and then I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the absolute nightmare of trying to go and find something that matches up to the rhythm that I'm doing. If we had any foresight, but, we would have uh, asked Miles to um, uh, recreate the um, the 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 sound the, the, theme, the, the theme song. song with that's the, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, the theme song without uh, the Mar- the existing Mario rap over top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not about that. But you know what? We didn't. We didn't. Uh, it's been a busy week. More, more effort than, yeah. Uh, uh, episode two. Anyway, yeah. Episode two. Um, my first um, note on this is that Butch Mario um, implies the existence of Femme Mario. <laughs> <laughs> the, the title of I it think, is Butch Cassidy. Uh, is, no. is a play on Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. So. Yeah. No, this is, uh, but... <laughs> I, I think we got all of that fan art out in like 2019. It's true. When with that. the Bowsette thing <laughs> happened. So, like, yes, it does. And, and we probably seen it. find that pretty easily. It would take less than a second. Yes. Um, it's, it's, it's a Google search, the, the top results of which would have that, that silly Google warning of some of these results do not fall under. <laughs> safe search yep. parameters <laughs> um i love that everybody agreed to wear cowboy hats in this episode it, it's like they're they're really doing these sort of genre goofy genre explorations just without any sort of preamble about why they're doing it and i kind of love that oh yeah it's just like you know the the group got together and they're like okay so we're gonna keep um this is like this is like the the negotiation talks um, uh, between governments deciding about about how combat is going to be drawn this week, and they say, okay, so um, morale's low for yeah, both sides. Like you, yeah, you can just everyone just put on cowboy hats. Um, the shy guys are really are really you know rations are tough. Um, uh, I I know both of us sort of um, ran some ran some raids on uh, each other's food reserves. So, um, and listen, the shy guys have, have been in the trenches for months now. Um, can we all wear cowboy hats for can a week? Can we all just throw on some? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and that does keep going as the series continues. Yeah. I did not watch the whole thing because there are fifty-two episodes Dear of God, it. God, they made a lot of this thing, huh? The thing is. They made 52 episodes. That's one season. Um, Because it's, you know, kid show. Right. Uh, But it was also successful, and yet they decided to not renew it. Yeah. And that is, I think, um, a a direct result of Nintendo sort of. Nintendo just being like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah. Because there was that time period of, yeah, basically blowing up. There were like four Mario Brothers cartoons yeah and the movie and all this shit yeah um which we've talked about on the podcast before but um, that's right the movie was like 87 wasn't it yeah i think so um Uh, and so yeah they were just like basically giving their ip to whoever wanted to to do something with it and then oh no the movie was 93 
Oh, wow. Really? I'm surprised it was yeah, later. Yeah, so that was well after this. Huh. Maybe they wanted to, like, try and clean their IP so that they could, you know, get Bob Hoskins in there and kids won't be like, where's Lou Albano? He's my favorite. Why isn't Sergeant Slaughter in this movie? Wait, what the fuck was that about? Sergeant Slaughter well, driving I mean, over the Brooklyn Bridge in a patent in, tank. In a Sherman or tank. a Sherman tank, yes. yeah. So the thing of it is that Lou Albano's a wrestler, so it was easy for them to get other wrestlers. Oh my god, that makes a ton of sense. I did yeah. not know that Lou Albano was a wrestler. That's kind of amazing. Yeah, it's Captain Lou Albano. Duh. I am a fool. Let me see what his other credits are. Uh, he was in something called Wise Guys with Danny, Danny DeVito and Joe Piscopo. It's god. Not... Alright. Yeah, his, his whole bit is Italian. Um... I saw a tweet His the other day. His whole is, I am so Italian. Just a psyop of uh, somebody trying to convince people that Danny DeVito wasn't actually short. <laughs> 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 just like very seriously, you know, uh, one of those tweets that's like. Like, uh, no, they just film him like a hobbit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they use forced perspective. Speaking of which, in this like, yeah, uh, Sergeant Slaughter bit, they, I was really I was really very curious where they would go with the fact that, um, or with the, the like setup that Mario was in a, um, a steamer, like a steam trunk yeah. for a while. Um, and, and then, I was and they, rudely they reminded him. that for a while it was just cool, um, to just have a person being smaller than expected as a, the whole punchline of a joke. And that's, yeah, to just have, have a little person show up. Yeah. And, be like, and that's that's your joke. Yep, that's the extent of it. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. It and sucks. like, God, there's the whole little people in movies is such a complicated topic. Yeah, because to some extent, you're looking at like there's exploitation there, mm-hmm. um, but it's a hard thing to of to like avoid talking about when you have a character who's a little person right but then also like if you don't have those in there then they're just excluded from media in a general sense right so it's, it's, it's that problem of like christ it's complicated it's really really complicated because it's that it's that problem of you know early representation that is um detrimental by way of being uh exploitative that you know eventually leads to you know, uh, like people being able to be perceived more as people that happens yeah, eventually. Just like, you know, uh, Peter Dinklage just being in Game of Thrones. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, it's, you know, I, I think where I, where I, you know, that I, I think the place to eventually land on this, this conversation is like, um, in a society that wasn't garbage, you wouldn't need to do that in the first place. You wouldn't need to introduce people to the concept that people yeah. who are just are humans but smaller uh, are still humans, or uh, yeah. humans but aren't white are still humans. Because <laughs> there's a, a lot of parallels between, uh, and you know the the fact that uh, there is. Not a single person. Yeah, of color like in, in, in an ideal world, we would not see someone who is other and just like point and laugh. Yeah, and like okay, we've got our our joke for a bit, and um, hey, if you want to participate in Hollywood, little person, this is 
the yeah, way in which you whole, can do so. Yeah. This is your job. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a is little bit You're going to be you're going to be in I don't know, the movie Freaks. Mm-hmm. Uh it's the other one that I can think of where they actually hired hired a fair number of little people and I I don't remember if they were if I remember correctly they were represented as like reasonably well. Well, and even this in conversation is is but, complicated to have because it's hard not to feel like or hard to hard to have this conversation about a group of people without um reducing oh yeah reducing the conversation and and not uh, like again not talking about these these people as individual human beings who are you know living their own lives uh, attempting to uh, well and like consider a, consider how many God, like how many little people actors do you even know their names right like Hervé Villachaiz, uh, Peter Dinklage, like yeah, like there's only maybe four or five. Yeah, which heinous. I don't know. Anyway, so everyone's in cowboy hats. So everybody's in cowboy hats. Um, everyone's in cowboy hats. We're just doing the cowboy guns. thing. Um, yeah. There's a bit in which, um, so they they open the episode with them sort of finding a wanted poster, um, with their faces on it, which is uh, a good reminder. That the the law only means um, what the people in power are um, attempting to enforce, and in this case, it's arresting Luigi and Mario dead or alive. Yep. So you Which know, is yeah. <laughs> every law is an opportunity to um, uh, exercise your right as a human being before the rights of the state. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so I, I'm still I'm still confused in this whole thing. Like, I'm gonna engage with that. What are, <laughs> what are Koopa's motives? Um, like King Koopa or Koopa's the individual like creatures. Like King Koopa, yeah. He's well, the, they just call him Koopa. He's but he's the king, like and he, his... he demands respect. And um, the so the, he's the princess... just trying to quell a rebellion. Um, basically, I think so. I think I think that that Princess Peach is a um a, a populist. Uh, ruler and um, King Koopa is sort of a um, like I think it's a War of the Roses style to to go back to Game of Thrones. Um, there's like a, a contention in the land of of who the rightful owner is, and um, there seems to and be... he's just trying to kidnap her and feed her nothing. Yeah, yeah, no, but that that is not also not um, too inaccurate from what. Uh, like power struggles between monarchs looks like is like if you can't just like kill the other monarch because then somebody else is going to show up and claim the throne and be able to it seems like koopa could no like it it sure seems as though with the geopolitical situation that we got here if he just like dropped an anvil on these four we don't know who's who's in line who who what disinterested party who's living in another continent um is uh is is currently second or third in the line behind peach who the minute peach is out of the picture peach is what you think like wart's gonna show up for mario 2 and be like hey this is my this is my kingdom now you 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 need to consider these things in the political (laughs) landscape if you kill peach you know peach peach right now is an ineffective ruler i'm just sort of fucking around uh, is you yeah. Know, I guess we haven't seen Daisy either. Loved by the people, but doesn't really engage apparently... with 
anything um anything are peach and daisy sisters i don't fucking know um i don't (laughs) but like yeah we haven't seen daisy and she's around apparently yeah well maybe they've merged in this canon because they've they swap hair because they have yeah because of the (laughs) palette change but um uh uh in in actual monarch monarchal disputes you leave if you can capture the form the the ruler of um the the contesting ruler you don't kill them because the the power well, still sits with them. Well, you don't kill them, but, but but also like him just going in there and being like, "Here's your food for the next three days. It's three beans." <laughs> well, um, he's trying to scare her because he he mentions in the next line that he's trying to get her to abdicate to surrender the throne to him, and that is oh, the only way sure. in which power can be transferred where. Um, the people see it as a a, a sort so of so what he's trying yeah um, he's like trying to get a legitimate transfer of power so that he can be correct a dictator correct yeah all exactly. right good job everyone I guess yeah all right we, we've <laughs> solved we've solved Mario <laughs> it's just a and how theory. it works this but is gonna go bye. like yeah. <laughs> This is all right out the window when that Chris Pratt movie comes out, though. Oh, my God. This is what happens when we record later than uh, freaking 9 or 10 in the morning. I've had a chance to wake up and uh, yeah. we'll be able to just fucking talk shit about uh, <laughs> whatever we've thrown ourselves yeah. into. <laughs> um, listeners, I would apologize if I didn't know that the three of you who are still listening don't fucking love this shit yeah you grotesque i mean if this wasn't just what we do all the time right it's all about specificity if there's one thing that i've learned from we should give like some at least some talk to like i don't know there's another mario brothers movie coming out it's animated it's got chris pratt in it yeah as mario i legitimately forgot about it seth rogan seth rogan i think is donkey kong like Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong uh, does rip. that kind of rocks. Yeah, yeah. I, like I'm a huge some fan. of this seems good. Yeah, but a lot of it, a lot of it, just seems like did it need to be Chris Pratt? I did, did not need to be Chris Why Pratt. Why are we doing this? Well, it's funny because like, um, like there was a there was a time frame in my brain, like not even that long ago, where Chris Pratt and Seth Rogen occupied essentially the same space like the the the, the oh, differentiation yeah, between the two of them was negligible if it existed at all no they've diverged and they're gonna come back together once seth rogan gets a marvel role i don't think so i think like i, I don't know once they i mean what have... once they just decide to like hey seth rogan you're i don't know uh blink whatever uh <laughs> I don't think he's going to convert into a um evangelical uh into a pink woman <laughs> or that. <laughs> you were thinking Nightcrawler blinks a different character. I'm the one who screwed up horribly. No, no. I was just referencing um Chris Pratt's uh very obvious descent or like not descent, he was clearly always this way. Um but Oh, his like his right wing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I I wouldn't say it's completely obvious because a lot of people are just still not all that aware of it. Yeah, that's true. Fair enough. Um, anyway, if you don't know, um, Chris Pratt is, um, you know, 
this this part is maybe unsurprising because of the country that we live in, but a um, like pretty clearly misogynist, uh, conservative right wing fuckboy. Yeah, who um, uh, doesn't seem to think that women are people. Um, at least not in uh, the same way that he thinks he is people. It, not not in the way that he treats people. Yeah. <laughs> no. And um, in the meantime, Seth Rogen. He like actually committed to to doing ceramics and uh shows a lot of fucking respect what? to um to the uh to the space and to um other other creators and has like introduced it to a lot of people and has uplifted a lot of people huh. in doing so. And when he started out doing ceramics, then which is something that I, I spent four years studying and uh was a large part of my career before I, I got into web development in order to um, be able wow. to sustain my family. Um, uh, he, yeah, he. It's yeah. It, well, turns out, turns out, ceramics is not <laughs> the most. Uh, actually, like manufacturing any physical good is not the most lucrative thing when you're the person who's actually manufacturing it. Yeah, in America, the proximity um, of your labor to the end product um, is uh, directly what determines inversely proportional yes. to the amount of money you make. Yes, exactly. Um, and so when you spend your days making a cup. Um, regardless of how much you sell that cup for it is not going to be a living wage um, no. uh, with very very few exceptions but anyway um anyway seth rogan has has, has uh, thrown himself into that world and has done so with respect and with um a, a lot of candor and um uh, he's doing a bunch of stuff uh, along the lines of um bu- 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 of like uh, restorative justice and um uh uh what's the what's the word clemency uh especially around um drug convictions and uh i fuck with that that's great especially yeah, that's good compared um to uh the right-wing hellman misogynist that we have to look at the other half of the time um in the animated mario procedural yeah i i don't know i just figured that they'd wind up uh looking very looking similar once again just physically i guess once they cast seth rogan as i don't know cable or something <laughs> and he has to work out <laughs> oh man oh i hate anyway episode Empire. three uh episode three what did i write down i love this spaghetti creature that's what i wrote down oh yeah the like sewer monster that yeah. luigi is playing uh chess against <laughs> chess against yeah um i wrote down this is what union labor looks like <laughs> <laughs> uh, also we haven't discussed the rap but it's the like most late 80s early 90s rap that you can imagine <laughs> just all, all the the guy in the background just going uh, 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 like that kind of shit. <laughs> it's so funny to me. Uh huh. It's I also wasn't able well to find who did the rap. rap. Oh shit! I think I found it. Oh yeah. Um, when I looked up like the credits, then it had uh, uh Levy and Saban as <clears throat> all of the music credits. Which oh maybe maybe that's my mistake. I don't. I don't know, but 
Also, I didn't realize the two of them did the soundtrack for Chappie. What the fuck? Yeah. It's like, what? what? <laughs> but, what? Yeah, I, I don't know. That's super weird. Um, especially given that there are two, the, the, the two main characters that the movie decided to associate itself with, who are also oh, shitlords. They... Um, oh, and Chappie? Yeah. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. I like that movie a lot. Yeah, I'm just saying. Oh, it's D'Antford? Yeah, D'Antford is uh, super involved in Chappie. They're the oh, two in main Chappie. characters. And I'm, yeah. All I'm, right. I'm just surprised that they are. Um, no, I, my my mind was just fell down a hole when I was like, <laughs> how fu- how young were they when they did the Mario rap? Oh, what my the God. Fu- oh, my God. How long has D'Antford <laughs> been around? <laughs> Shit, that's really funny. Um, did you know, in Googling this, did you know that there was a 1989 episode of the show, um, called Caught in a Draft slash Bad Rap, where Koopa kidnaps the king of rap land, and everyone speaks in rap rhyme, and it's up to rapping Mario's to save the day. Oh, uh, no. All right. I'm going to have to <laughs> find season that one. season one, episode 39, baby. All right. I didn't get that deep. I got to, like, episode 15. Which is called Jungle Fever. It was much less fun than what you're <laughs> describing. Um, oh, weird! In the 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 playlist that you sent me that I'm that we watched the episodes from, uh, that episode is Elvin Lives, um, pre- presumably Elvis. Also, holy shit! The animation is so much worse later. Oh my god! What is going on here? Maybe it's the scan is just super blown out. Is it? But it is like fucked up. It, yeah, it could be the scan. I don't know. Wow, that's bad. But yeah, if you watch more of this show, that it it is just them doing more pastiches. Yeah, like oh, you know, it's, this one's Karate Koopa. It's episode twenty six in this one. Is that supposed to be uh, Prince? What? Oh my god. Oh, yeah. All right. Completely off topic. I I watched the new Proud Family. I don't know if you watched it. Oh, of course not. Well, it's, yeah. if you haven't learned by now that I don't watch anything that I don't have to. Oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> it is. It ain't good. Yeah. I can yeah. tell you that much. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. It feels like a bunch of boomers writing young kids in, you know, new situations where it's like, Oh, episode two, uh, she becomes an influencer. Oh. Like, oh, great. Man, that fantastic. sucks. Yeah, it, it's really disappointing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we're, at, we're at about an hour. You got a um, numerical just, review for this thing? Um, let me quickly scan through my notes um, and make sure there isn't anything that I missed. Um, oh, um, um, does... Is Toad grown? Toad? Yeah. Is he grown? Like, oh, is he like a fully grown? No. Sorry, I understand why that might be confusing. Um, no. Is um, is Toad an animal or a fungus? Oh, or fungus or a plant. And um, if Toad is a fungus, are toads produced by budding? I mean, this is kind of why they had to make the '93 Bob Hoskins movie. So that they could explain this it's true. type of stuff. Because they get a little where... bit into the etymology of this world, and it is horrifying. 
Yeah, it is really weird. Although I think this is the best Toad voice that I've heard. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it's much more tolerable than he is in the video games. Oh my god! Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, no, this is fine. This is fine. It's like still, um, like very clearly a a sort of crunchy toad voice and high pitched because little. Um, but yeah, because that's the bit. That's the bit. But um, yeah, I agree. It's it's fine. Yeah. Um, I give this a birdo. Oh, I, one birdo. A birdo. Uh, I do. I do also have another uh, quote written down. Yeah, which was, "That's right, Koopa. I'm gonna clean your pipes." <laughs> which, uh, there's so much unintentionally sexual content in this. Yeah, it's great. Goddamn. Uh, oh, and also later, later on. Um, so in a lot of this stuff, he's using the plunger as a weapon and the drain and hugger later yes so he gets a drain snake <laughs> uh-huh. and starts using that as a whip and it's just like this is fucking disgusting it's so, nasty. It's they, so gross they call it excalibur because yeah, we didn't say it at all but the theming of this episode is like uh, you know arthurian fantasy sort of half-assedly yeah god i don't know i i would give it uh three coins out of the 10 that you need to go your max speed in mario kart 8 that's generous Uh, for some reason that was the first thing that i thought of no that's generous i like it yeah it's fine yeah it's fine i i wouldn't i don't know that i would recommend any of it to anyone aside from like just watching just watch like one episode you'll get you'll get two raps yeah watch it honestly watch just a couple of the live action intros and outros just to see what they're about because they're they're truly wild and like um occasionally funny in the way of like man these two guys are sure just fucking doing this huh i guess also the first episode has the fuck you luigi moment what's that one uh so there's uh it's been like used a lot uh just as a clip where it's a luigi going Hey Mario, you've got some spaghetti on your shirt. Oh. And Mario's <laughs> Mario's like, "Oh, fuck you, Luigi." <laughs> and like he's obviously saying thank you, but it doesn't sound it like does it. Does not sound like it. Yeah, I remember this now. Yeah. Um, but anyway, anyway. That's Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Uh next week we'll be doing uh Kirby right back at you. I'm so excited. I yeah, it's one that I haven't seen. So I watched a bunch as a kid. I'm gonna fucking go I, in on this one. I've seen the intro and good god. <laughs> uh-huh. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. And big thanks to the composer of our theme, Miles Mercury, and to Bernadette Meeker, the artist for our thumbnail. We're on twos pod on twitter.com. Our website is on twos.club. You're the best. Good night. Good night.